Thank you, Father. So today on the biblical calendar is actually a very special day. Uh, we've become familiar with the holidays, most of us, like Passover, which is upcoming in a couple of days. Uh, but today on the biblical calendar, it's actually a very special day. It's the, it, today's the 10th day of the first month, the month of Nisan. And this day is commemorated in Judaism, and it's called Shabbat. This is how good of a teacher I am. Shabbat? What did you say, Peter? Shabbat chazak. That's a great term for it. That would be the Shabbat of being strong. I like it, Peter. We can name it that if we'd like. No, it's Shabbat Hagadol. Shabbat Hagadol. The great Shabbat. And it's the Shabbat before Passover. And it commemorates... Yeah. Susie, you rock. I get it. I get it. So let's take a step back all the way to the time of Abraham. Abraham was called by God. God said, Abraham, take your son, the son that you love, your only son, and bring him up Mount Moriah and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham, in obedience and perfect faith, knowing that God made a promise to him that his generations will be nations. God made a promise to him that his children would be like the stars in the heaven or the sand of the sea. God made a promise to him. And Isaac was the child of the promise. So he's like, I'll do it because I know your promise is yes and amen. So some way you're going to have us come out of this thing. So he brought Isaac up, and he went through the motions to sacrifice him, and then God said, hold on, brought an angel to say, hold on. At that moment, a ram was found in the thickets, and that ram was killed. When Isaac was going up the mountain with dad, with wood on his back representing Yeshua, going up to the cross, Isaac went, we're going for a sacrifice, Isaac said. But where is the lamb? And Abraham responded with what would become an amazing messianic prophecy about Jesus, about Yeshua. God will provide the lamb. God will provide the lamb. Fast forward to Exodus 12. God said, take a lamb, a spotless lamb, on the 10th day of the first month, and bring it into your house. The first step in the fulfillment of the prophecy that Abraham spoke all those years past, that God will provide the lamb. Today, 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 on the 10th of Nisan, is the day when it began to activate, and God said, take a lamb and bring it into your house. And inspect that lamb and make sure it's perfect. Because in just a few days, that lamb 
is going to be slaughtered. And that lamb's blood is going to be put on the doorposts of your house if you want to be saved. Because the angel of death I am sending forth to bring forth destruction to this nation of Egypt. And if you don't want to experience that destruction, the lamb's blood must be on your doorpost. All of this was told to them today. The beginning of the prophecy fulfillment that God will provide the lamb. And all of that was a perfect prophecy for the perfect and holy lamb of God that came later, the Mashiach, the Messiah, the lamb of God, who on Passover, not on Good Friday, but on Passover, I mean that with the utmost respect, but it was Passover. See, that Friday was already good. It was Passover. It was already good. Where that Lamb of God, the holy, spotless, perfect Lamb of God, like Isaac had that wood on his back to go up the mountain, Yeshua had the wood on his back and went up that mountain, they went up that hill, and took our sins upon himself. Because Passover is a holiday. If it ain't anything, if it's anything, it's a holiday where we eat. And when the lamb on the 10th day of Nisan today went into the house and it was cared for until the time of Passover, what did the people of Israel do to that lamb? What did they do at Passover Eve? What did they do? They slaughtered it. They put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. But that's not all they did with it. What else did they do with it? They ate it. Because you are what you eat. Come on. You are what you eat. Now, that's not in the Bible. It may be in some apocryphal version, Deutero, pseudo apocryphal book of Enoch, Shminoch, knock knock, who's there? Some book, maybe it's there, but in the scriptures, it's not there. But you know, there's something to it, there's reality to it. That God made them eat the lamb. Because we are to become as he is. Because we are as he is in this world, it says. And we are transformed glory to glory into his image. So we eat the lamb. Because you are what you eat. You become would you consume? Why do we eat matzah on Passover? Because he's the bread. Because he's the bread. He's the bread that was broken for us. We are what we eat. You know, the term you are what you eat, actually, you know, we obviously it means it's trying to encourage us to eat healthy. That's obviously what it means. In other words, like if you eat junk, 
you're going to become junk. I personally think it means if you eat a lot of sugar, you're just going to become sweet. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. But obviously, it means you should watch what you eat. That's obviously what it means. But Yeshua, in the Gospels, in one place, they were questioning him about food. And in that place, he said what goes in just comes out. So there's nothing outside of you that will make you defiled. And by the way, that was not Yeshua putting an end to the kosher laws. If you read the whole thing in context, they were talking about eating kosher food with rabbinically dirty hands. According to the Jewish tradition. That is the whole context of that conversation that he's had when he spoke about, therefore, all foods are clean. It doesn't mean that all foods that God did away with some of the law, that would kind of be impossible when he said that he'll never do away with these things. He was saying that the food you eat, the kosher food you eat, is clean whether or not you wash your hands. Your dirty hands ain't going to defile you because it's just coming out. That's what it means. But there's something about that it's absolutely true. What we eat just goes out. But you know what we eat also, there's a bit of it that stays within us as well. Nutrition. It enters into our bloodstream. So in a way, we are what we eat. In a way, we are what we eat. In a way, we do become what we consume. This is why we've got to be careful about what we consume. And I'm not even talking about just the preservatives and the, the things that's really nasty and, and the food that's out there. I'm talking about we got to watch what we consume. Because we are what we eat. And we become what we consume. And there's a lot of junk food out there in entertainment. And there's a lot of junk food out there. Even on the news, social media, there's a lot of junk out there. There's a lot of junk food out there. You are what you eat. This is why Paul said, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, lovely, and excellent, and praiseworthy. I love it that my wife is sitting right there helping me out. I love it. Think of these things. Why? Because you are. What you become what you consume. You become what you consume. This is why it even says specifically in, Pro in Proverbs. It says what the man thinks he is. In Proverbs. What the man thinks he is. So we got to be careful about what we put in. I learned this lesson with Susie fairly recently. I've shared this story before. But, you know, I would come home sometimes and I would be in this sour, dour, yucky, icky mood. Was that you, Barbara? Or did Susie's voice get real grizzly all of a sudden? So I was in this bad mood, you know, and I was coming home and I was all dour and dark, you know. All of a sudden, I started to notice that my beloved Susie started to imitate it. And she was starting to sound all 
sullen and down. And the things I was complaining about, she started complaining about. And then I caught the connection. I was feeding her negativity. And she was consuming it and becoming it. And I went, Susie, I am so sorry. I have been talking way too negatively in this house. And I didn't realize how impressionable anyone could be, including you, if you're around such negativity. And I realized that it's good to fill the house with positivity. And Susie goes, you think? And she pointed to all the artwork we have on our walls. And for anybody that's been in our house, you may realize we have a lot of edifying and encouraging sayings all over the house. We have less art and more words. Believe, faith, God's love. That's in there too. Apparently Lou's been reading, our, reading the writing on the wall. Meanie, meanie, mighty mo, no. So she's like, you think <laughs> that I need to surround myself with positivity? Do you think that I need to separate myself from too much toxicity and negativity? Why? Because we become what we consume. And God knows this. And Yeshua knows it. That's why he said If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are in my kingdom. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are in my kingdom. Why did he say that? Because you are what you eat. You are what you eat. And he wants to get us to the place where it's not I that live, but Mashiach that lives within me. It's a simple thing. It's a simple thing on Passover that he represents. He's in the elements that we eat the matzah because it's him. We are what we eat. We eat the lamb. Why? Because we are what we eat. And I love the Christian tradition of communion. Now, I get a little in my head turned around about communion because I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when Paul spoke about it in Corinthians exactly what was going on. We know that Yeshua said this is my body, this is my blood, during a Passover Seder. And I fully believe that when he said, when you do this, do it in remembrance of me, he was talking about keeping Passover. To me, that's a no-brainer. But then we see later in Corinthians that Paul brought the concept into fellowship. And Christianity has adopted communion. We even do it here, of, of partaking of his flesh and partaking of his blood through a little bit of matzah or wafer and some wine or some juice. And I got to tell you, I like it. You know why I like it? Because whatever it takes to get him in us is good. Whatever it takes to get him in us is a good thing. To become him. Let us consume 
him and let us consume the nourishing things, nourishment that God provides. This is really one of the main reasons why I continue to keep kosher, why I continue to stay away from the animals that the Bible says to stay away from. This is one of the reasons that I do it. You know why? Because for me, you are what you eat. And if God says they're unclean, I don't want something spiritually unclean coming into me. In other words, there are many things out there that's far more unclean than a pig, far more unclean than a shrimp cocktail, far more unclean than mussels and clams, and far more unclean than rabbit stew. There's far more unclean things that I could be doing in life. And for me, the, the, making the distinction, the separation between clean and unclean animals is almost like exercise for me. To be clean in the weightier matters of life. It's exercise. Because it's like if you can't do the easy things, like don't eat a pig. If you can't do the easy things, it might be a little more challenging to do the hard things. You are what you eat. You become what you consume. Man, yeah, we can have a little junk food every now and again. We can go on this website or that website or this news or that news or this social, whatever it is. But remember, Yeshua said what goes in comes out, but it stays with you. Just like food will provide nutrition or whatever the opposite of nutrition is, same things that we consume with our eyes, the same things we consume with our ears. It doesn't all just leave. There's a bit of it that stays. You've got to be mindful of that. So Passover is a holiday of, of eating. Passover is a holiday of of eating and not eating. On Passover, we're instructed to not eat leaven because leaven represents sin. Leaven represents pride. And in Jewish homes, including many here, and you're encouraged to do it, leaven products are removed from the home because leaven represents sin, and we keep our house sinless during this time but we acknowledge, and isn't it amazing that in every Jewish home in the land of Israel, at this time, every house, they were removing leaven. Leaven represents sin. They were removing leaven from their homes, every house, in time for Passover. And then on Passover, Yeshua, the Lamb, goes on the cross and all the leaven of all the houses went on him and the evening of Passover is the beginning of a seven day festival called unleavened bread unleavened if leaven is sin what is unleavened sinlessness 
isn't it amazing that right after Yeshua was on the cross, we celebrate sinlessness? Do you see it? Seven days. Sinlessness. Unleavened bread. God cares about what we consume. What we consume. In this Torah portion, in uh, Tzav, in Leviticus, we continue to read about the priest and the functions of the priest and the functions of the sacrificial system. So when somebody brings a sin offering in the sacrificial system, if somebody brings a sin offering to the priest, what does the priest do with it? It's consumed, it's killed, it's killed. But you know what else he does with it? What does the priest do with the sin offering, according to Leviticus? He eats it. Why does the priest eat the sin offering? Because you are what you eat. And it's a foreshadow of Yeshua who took sins upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin so we can be the righteousness of God. This is why the priests don't just sacrifice the sin offering. They eat it. It's a foreshadow of Yeshua who took the sins upon himself. On this day, on Shabbat Hagadol, we commemorate the lamb coming into the house. The lamb coming into the house. Little did they know that that lamb that they consumed later would consume their sins. So the lamb can be in the house. Today is the day when we commemorate the entering in to the house of the Lamb. Today's the day where we commemorate the entering into the house of the Lamb of God. So there's no better way to celebrate Shabbat Hagadol, the day that the Lamb comes into the house, than to recognize and to ask the Lamb of God to come into the house. To come into the house. You are the house of God. You are the house of God. You are the house of God. The scripture is explicit about that. You are the house of God. Today is the day that the Lamb enters the house. The Lamb enters the house today. Today, 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 the Lamb enters the house. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, on this Shabbat Hagadol, we just lift up and we celebrate, we rejoice in the Passover Lamb of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, who ate the sin of the world, as all the Jews are emptying their homes of leaven, 
taking their flashlights and their candles and looking under every nook and cranny for cranny of every little bit of sin, every little bit of leaven. She was said, I got this. I'll do a far better job than you. And he took the sins of the world upon himself. So let's enter into Passover. This Wednesday night, knowing that the Passover Lamb of God has taken the sins of the world upon himself and has entered into the house of God as the high priest of the house. Thank you, Father. Father, we lift up this time to you. We lift up these last few days before Passover, Lord God. We, we lift up our Seder. We are, we, we are expecting a beautiful time. I think we have how many now, Val? We're about 150 people already. <laughs> so, Father, we lift, up the, we lift up the Seder to you, Lord God. And we lift up the Lamb of God. The children of Israel brought the Lamb into the house. Little did they, to eat it, little did they know that it would be the Lamb that would be eating their sin and taking it upon himself. So we worship you. We worship the Lamb of God. We worship the Holy Passover Lamb of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Yeshua's name, amen.